Welcome to our community of abundance-minded entrepreneurs. Join us as we meet people who believe that there is enough prosperity for everyone in the world, that collaboration is better than competition, and people who have chosen to master their own destinies as entrepreneurs. When I say community, I mean it. Our guests are here because they want to meet you. So be sure to take advantage of their invitation to connect at the end of the interview. Now let's meet another abundance-minded entrepreneur. Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I am your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy himself, and the guy we know today is Mitch Russo. Mitch is quite a guy. He has worked with Tony Robbins. He launched a business they sold for eight figures. Uh, He's written a bunch of books and uh, quite a few other things, and his current project is Coach Folio, Client Folio, which he'll be telling us a bit about as well, Uh, and he's going to be involved in my upcoming Business Solutions Showcase. So... Those are a bunch of teasers for why you should keep listening, because a bunch of good stuff coming. So, Mitch, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael. So good to be here. Um, so I gave kind of a, a, a condensed biography, but uh, how, how would you describe yourself? Uh, my, well, I, I tell you what my why is. Uh, ah, so, that's a good way to start. Yeah. So many, many, several years ago, I, I did an engagement with a company called the Y Institute, and uh one of the things Dr. Gary Sanchez said to me in the first time we met is he goes, well, we got to get your why. And we got to get, got to know your why. Else we can't work together. I said, oh, fine with me. Sure. So he puts me through this process, very enjoyable process um, and uh, very short. It's like a test. And mm-hmm. at the end of the test, he analyzed the answers and he says, your why is to find a better way. I said, exactly. That's exactly uh-huh. who I am. Um, now, there are people whose why is to simplify things. That's not me. I complicate things sometimes <laughs> unintentionally, but my true why is to find a better way. And the reason I think that's so perfect for me is because throughout my life, I was never happy with the way things were. I was always looking for a better way. So <laughs> if, if you start with that as the basic understanding of who is, who is Mitch, then almost everything sort of starts to fall into line. And when he told me that, my whole life sort of shifted a little bit so I could see it from that perspective, and it all made sense. So I've always been searching for a better way with everything I do, whether it's the, my current software for coaches. I, the reason I created it, I didn't need to create coaching software. I just needed coaching software. <laughs> and, and after looking around to try and accomplish what I wanted with other people's software, I said, look, I, I'm not going to not going to pay $350 a month for someone's product that doesn't even do what I want, does way more than I need, and is, you know, hours of YouTube videos to learn. So forget it. Uh, eventually, after going through four or five products, I said, screw it, I'm going to make my own. And that's what I did. So, <laughs> and, and again, I go back in history. You know, I, I started as a, uh, basically, I started as an electrical engineer. My passion was inter- integrated circuit um, programming. And so I was programming microprocessors in my mid-20s. And, um, and, and I, you know, I knew that I could do a better job than what uh, the company had done. And so I kept doing that. And that made me, at one point, the, uh, the worldwide expert on the now completely defunct Z80 microprocessor. So <laughs> I'm an expert in something that no one would possibly ever even know what it is, let alone use. Wow. Okay. Are, are they used at all anymore? Or are they completely? Uh, I mean, they could be embedded in something, but the Z80 microprocessor was a one step above the original 8080 chip from Intel in, in 1976 or seven. So 
Um, it, it, it's been a while. Um, okay, yeah. But but the whole point of it is that was everything. So imagine this. Um, you're walking across a lake, and you are on a stone, and if you have the guts to move your step, your, your neck, take the next step into an unknown area, the stone will appear. Well, that's been my life. My life has been taking steps in unknown areas until the perfect stone appears. So as I moved from being an engineer for microprocessors, I eventually became a salesman for those microprocessors that afforded me many more uh, uh, opportunities. And after doing that for a certain number of time, making quite a bit of money, I began resting in, investing in real estate. And then from in real estate, uh, I had this great idea for a software product and shared it with a neighbor. And together we agreed to build a company around it. And I used the money from my real estate, quote unquote, empire, which were basically three multi-story buildings in Charlestown, Massachusetts, and put that into building a software company. Um, my partner also had assets, so we never needed to, to basically raise a penny. We were able to grow that company from zero to probably three million without ever taking a salary. And then from there, uh, as the company scaled towards 10 million, um, again, we never took investment money. We had a credit line like many other companies. Uh, but the bottom line was that when we finally sold it, and we sold it for a modest sum. It wasn't like today's dollars, you know, 10 or 20 million isn't really a lot of money anymore. Uh, but when we sold it back then, it was a lot of money. And for the most part, other than some bonuses, we kept it all. And we did it because we didn't need to raise investment capital. So it's also a great lesson for anybody listening who's building a company. Try and be self-sufficient, even if you have to sort of live on the couch for a little while and, uh, and just put the pieces together and make it happen step by step. Ultimately, it will benefit you in a huge way in the future. Yeah, and I think that's that's a huge point in terms of entrepreneurship because, you know, when people use the word entrepreneurship in different spaces, it means different things. Right. Uh, when I say entrepreneurship, I mean like I sell coaching and networking services, and my entire team is me plus a four-hour week virtual assistant. Got it. And hopefully soon, my wife. I'm working on, yeah, on freeing her from her job to get her get her in here, but. But yeah, you know, there's no investment involved. There's no I mean loans involved, except for you know credit cards that have covered a couple of gaps. But but it's pretty much just been us. Whereas other people say in entrepreneurship, and they're talking about virtual you know seven figure, eight figure venture capital funded businesses, um, which sometimes are massively overfunded. And when you have too much money and you don't know what to do with it, you get basically corporate inflation. You know, oh, with all this money, we should buy some beanbag chairs and gold leaf for the walls and, and a foosball table. And it, uh, I, I remember I was watching um, Shark Tank once, I think it was Mark Cuban, who said, if we invest in your company, we'll destroy you. Your your strength is that you're struggling. And I can tell that if you had $5 million, you'd destroy yourselves because right. you need that tension in the business. Well, I, I've been through that on both sides. So after I sold Time Subs Corporation, uh, I went back to Massachusetts and started assisting VC companies, venture capital companies, in fixing their walking dead. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the term they use for companies that just never made it. And um, and my my skill was in figuring out, finding a better way, basically, for them to change their business model so that it became very productive. And I did that several times until one time the VC firm said, look, you have to be the CEO. You have to run this company. 
<laughs> and I said, look, I'm not, I don't want to be a CEO again. I just finished that gig and I'm, I, I just want to keep doing what I'm doing. And he goes, well, look, everybody has a price. What's your price? And I literally pulled a number out of thin air, the most ridiculous number you could imagine. And he said, yes. <laughs> and now I'm thinking to myself, geez, I guess I got to do this. Okay. So I, uh, I then took the company out and, uh, we did really well till the dot-com crash in uh, 2000, okay. March 2000. And during that time, um, I started to understand the politics of venture capital. So, yes, they gave us, I think it was $8 million. But the bottom line is that they dictated to some degree how we spent it. And when I started, you know, standing up and saying, I don't want to spend $250,000 on Bain for market research when it will be obsolete by the time they deliver it. They said, sorry, it's built, it's baked in. You have to do it. So I said, well, fine. Well, I'm not, that's not part of our equity then. And, and we ended up having to give Bain $250,000 nine months after the company started. Uh, and they delivered research that was now completely out of date anyway, uh, probably conducted by interns uh, and had again, virtually no value. So what happened is they would come in and they would pound on the table, Mitch, spend faster, spend faster. The more you spend, the faster you'll grow. I said, it's not my nature. I'm not going to spend on things that will not make money. I am an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm, I am a, a basically a checkbook businessman, which mm -hmm. means that means if it's in the checkbook, I can spend it. And if I can't find a way and virtually, if I can't understand the ROI of what I'm spending, I'm not spending it. And, uh, and we clashed. But the bottom line was that all of it came to a, a crashing halt when the dot-com bust hit in March of 2000. And then, unfortunately, the SEC stepped in and shut down my VC company because of the shady practices. Okay. Uh, so um, yeah, that was my, my chance to basically walk away. And, and then, not too far after that, uh, I got a call from my buddy Chet and uh, Chet Holmes. And Chet said to me, Hey, uh, I could use your help building this little consulting company I have. Uh, you want to jump on board with me? And I said, sure. Uh, and it was more to the story, but the bottom line is I joined him. And I started out at the bottom. I started recruiting salespeople. And within within four months, uh, he offered me the position of president, and I took it. And then within six months or, or two more months after that, we were on the phone with Tony Robbins uh, building the business model for a new business called uh, Business Breakthroughs International. And mm -hmm. we met every Thursday night. Uh, you know, Tony's on the West Coast and, you know, he really doesn't, you know, he, he, he doesn't like to start things early. So sometimes our calls didn't start till 11 or 12 at night Eastern and went till two or three in the morning. And, and I was thrilled just to be on the phone with Tony, let alone to be planning a business with him. Mm -hmm. And and we did. And we, we created it. We launched it. And as it was uh, scaling very nicely to almost 30 million in revenue, that's when, unfortunately, and you know the, this part of the story, that's unfortunately when Chet passed away. So mm. Chet uh, contracted leukemia. Uh, 16 months later, he was gone. So that was the end of another chapter for me. And I went to see my, you know, I talked to my friend, Jay Abraham. I said, Jay, what do I do now? This company, I basically, I'm done. I, I can't work there anymore. I don't have any passion for it. Without Chet, Chet was my partner. He was my yin and yang. Uh, mm -hmm. And Chet and Jay said to me, "You must find a way to share what it is that you know." I said, "Jay, well, great. What does that mean?" He goes, "I don't know." Uh, and it was very funny because I just told Jay this story this past weekend. We were both at an event together in Brazil, 
uh, launching a new software platform uh, in the Brazilian market called Groove. And uh, Jay was invited. I was invited. Rich Sheffrin was invited. Uh, uh, some other very smart, famous people were invited. And I got to hang out and hobnob with the big guys. Uh, but Jay and I got together and had a little, a little powwow. And I said, Jay, it's sure been a while, hasn't it? And I reminded him of that story because uh, he ended up writing the forward for my first book as well. So, so I wrote the two books. And then from after that, I started doing coaching again. And, and that's really where the, my, the part of my life called coaching kind of started. It was about 2012. Okay. Um, and, and so is that you've been coaching since then and needed a better, a better way to, to, do, to communicate with clients and keep track of their details and whatnot? Well, what happened was uh, I didn't really intend to be a coach. Uh, I just had people coming to me and saying, can you help us do what you did? In mm. other words, can you help us scale this little company, grow it to eight figures and then sell it? And I said, sure. And, and I didn't even know what to charge. I mean, I, to tell you the truth, at first I did it just because it was fun. Uh, and then later I started charging money and I experimented with pricing. I just kept ratcheting up the price until someone's, you know, screamed in pain or something. Uh, but the bottom line is that, you know, I, I, I found myself, uh, eventually with more and more and more and more clients. And then I realized that, you know what, I actually have a process and, and maybe it's unconscious competence, but I've developed this process. So why don't I start actually documenting and creating a pathway for this pathway to success, which I now call the accelerator program. And so in literally one paid day of my time, I could generally increase a company by 40%, of, uh, grow their company by 40%, restructure their entire business model, uh, help them see and start building new sales and marketing channels, and create continuous lead flow from what they already have. Uh, and this process is relatively straightforward. I repeat it sometimes three or four times a week uh, with clients, and that is called the accelerator program. And that's when I needed the software. Wow. Yeah. And that's, I, I, I love what you're saying about how you, you just kind of kept ratcheting up the prices. Um, cause you know, the first step is you got to be known for something. Right. First step is you got to be good at something. Then you got to be known for it. Um, and then, then it's a question of what can you charge? Well, uh, let me try a number. Well, they said yes to that. And let me try a higher number. Right. Um, and I've actually found that in my business as well, that I, you know, coaching doesn't necessarily scale. If, right. Especially if I'm doing, you know, an hour a week or two hour every other week. I don't get so many hours. And I was talking to a coach friend of mine about this. Like, oh, I like coaching. It's fun. I, I feel good hands on with someone watching them, you know, learn. And mm -hmm. I feel really smart because I tell them stuff and they look at me wide eyed and then do it and then make money. And I'm like, wow, oh, I know stuff. But, but she said, well, you know, if you don't want to do too much of it, then you should charge twice as much as you are now. And if they still say yes, then it, then it's worth your time. And if they don't say yes, well, it's not taking up your time. And I was like, oh Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I should just do that. Um, you know, I also coach other coaches quite often. Um, and one of the things when I suggest that they may start think about raising their price, uh, one of the first things they say to me is, well, my, frankly, my clients could barely afford what I'm charging now. And my answer is, well, then we have the wrong clients. So mm -hmm. let's redefine our ideal client. Let's then target that person using a, several structures that I've developed that you can use too. And now let's attract the client who is not only willing to, but eager to find you and pay you your fees. And so that for me has been a good part of my practice, particularly since COVID. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that, that, that's a huge, huge part of it. When people say, my clients can barely afford me, once you set that right price and you're not 100 bucks a month, but you're 1000 bucks a month or $5,000 a month, you're going to attract the right people. Right. People will hear that and be like, I'm not even going to take a call with you. I can't afford you. I know it. Well, now you've got open time in your calendar. And now you, by removing the wrong people, you can make space for the right people. Correct. Correct. And usually I don't sell. I mean, most of the time... Uh, somebody finds me either through a personal referral or through my podcast. And when they ask me something as straightforward as, well, how much do you charge? My next uh, answer is, well, have you looked at my testimonials yet? And mm-hmm. if they haven't, I said, well, why don't, why don't you go review them? I can show some of them to you, but there's probably about 18 or so, and I have more I need to get on there. But look on my website uh, and, and just listen to some of the recordings, read what some people wrote. Just see if it's a fit for you. See if this is kind of what you're looking for. Uh, and then most of the time, uh, not, not always, but most of the time people come back and say, yeah, exactly. This is what I want. Mm-hmm. So, great. Now let's talk about the price. And then I share the price with them. And in most cases, you know, it's like, well, that is kind of a lot. And I, I said, I, I realize, but I only take five clients. I can only coach five clients a month uh, because I have lifestyle issues. There's a beach right outside my door. Oh, yeah, that beach needs my ass on it all as often as possible. So the bottom line is that I'm not interested in building a big coaching business at, at mm-hmm. this stage in my life. Yeah, you can't uh, let the beach down. No, the, the beach is a it, it's a it's a cruel taskmaster. Yes. <laughs> so so like like the coaching, your side hustle, your main hustle is the beach. Exactly. You got okay. it. OK. Yeah. Yes. Powerful. Um, yeah. And I. I uh, the other thing in there that, that people can hear too is that is that idea when people come to you, your response isn't like, oh, oh, prospect. Okay. Your response is, eh, maybe I can find room for a customer, I guess. I'll see if I can rearrange my schedule for the fall and see if you fit in there. Which, of course, then makes the prospect say, wait a minute. This guy isn't trying to pull me in. He's not showing me a video. He's making me jump through hoops to even find out what his price is. Wow. He must be good because he's not pitching me. Well, I remember another coach I met recently said to me, well, uh, I hear you're doing pretty well. Can you share your funnel? And I looked at him and I said, my, my what? <laughs> your funnel. I said, oh, well, I have a website. Is that what you mean? He goes, well, no, I mean like your whole process. I said, well, I don't really, I don't work that way. I don't really have funnels. I mean, mm-hmm. sure. I have a page where someone could download a free, a free PDF and, and the PDF is great. And it leads them to an upsell page where they can spend forty-seven dollars uh, if they want. Uh, but then they're on my list, and then there I have a uh, basically a get-to-know-me series. I think it's eighteen or twenty-four messages, and over time they get to know me. And mm-hmm. at that point, uh, if I make other offers or if I do send something to the list, uh, you know, some some people will unsubscribe no matter what you send. Others will say, "Sure, tell me more about that." So mm-hmm. you know the process. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great, yeah. yeah, The funnel thing is a whole, whole different business model for usually selling in bulk. If you have a course that's set automated or semi-automated and very complicated, but yeah, a lot of the the simplest funnel, um, I think it was, it was a, I'm on, I'm on a guy was talking about this. The simplest funnel is, is message someone on social media and send them a calendar link. Like that's the funnel. Hey, let's chat. You want to chat some more? Great. And then you get them on a calendar, you get them on a call, and then you ask them some more questions and see if you can help them. And if you can, 
maybe help them a little bit and then see if they want more. Sure. Yeah. And all that makes sense. Um, the, the, I would say the core element of, of what you said is, is that some people think that they could pay someone else to do that for them. Mm. And in my opinion, I mean, if that works for you, great for me, I don't know how anyone could possibly represent me to a stranger. I think, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I don't get that. I don't like if someone called me, you know, with, with a blind phone call, reached out to me and said, uh, you downloaded this thing. Do you want to start working with Bob here? Uh, as, as, as you be for him to be your coach? I said, who's Bob? You know, I mean, I, I don't know anybody named Bob. And he goes, Oh no, you've been getting his emails for months now. I said, no, nah, not really. I mean, usually when I, when someone says to me, um, you know, I'm looking for a coach. My first question is, what problem are you trying to solve? Mm -hmm. uh, and at that point, once they tell me, I usually give them advice. I say, look, before you hire me or anybody else, make sure that the person you are even engaging has solved the problem you have at higher levels than you have it many, many times before. Mm -hmm. And if they haven't, uh, or if they've never done that before, then, then simply thank them for their time and find someone who has. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. Um, I, I think the flip side of that, though, because you said you said make sure they solved that problem, like the problem they solve. Um, not everyone who solves problems makes money. So, so okay. if the problem is like a mindset issue and they're a mindset coach who's solved mindset problems for, for some of the best and toughest of the business, but they're still broke, they could still be a great mindset coach. They just don't want to set their pricing. Right. And, and I think you probably would imagine that. Look, I, I'm not by, you know, by definition, a mindset coach, but I deal with mindset almost every session with people. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the mindset issue is is critical. If I if I get involved with someone either before or just as they're hiring me. And I detect a mindset issue, a severe mindset issue, I'm going to pause our engagement and I'm going to refer them to a mindset coach. Mm. And I have several that I believe are really excellent at what they do. One in particular is and untangled several messes of, of my own for me, which was wonderful. So if I end up with a problem, I just say, look, you got to give her a call. Uh, you know, I'll pay for the first session. And then after that, if you want to keep going with her, you can. But in one session, we will get to the bottom of this and we will be able to move forward. Mm. Uh, and I've used that now many times. Uh, and, uh, and she's grateful because I'm sending her leads and more importantly, I'm grateful because she's helping me, uh, get the debris out of the way so I can get down to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's powerful like, to know, you know, what you're good at, what your, where your strength is, where your strength is not. Uh, and then to have the humility to reach out to someone else and say, you need this person first and then we can do what I do. Right. And the, so. and the key ultimately to any of this, no matter how smart you are, no matter how good you are, no matter how great your intellectual property is, is you could teach it as many times or as much as you want. But if someone doesn't follow through, it's kind of worthless, right? <laughs> so, and that's part of what led me to build Clientfolio. Um, so Clientfolio is a systemized product, a software system that interacts with both the coach and the client, uh, driven by the coach to help keep the client accountable. So every week we set goals. Every week the client must fill in their spreadsheet on the client portal on the software that we provide. 
uh, every week. They must answer their accountability questions, and those accountability questions every week change based on the contents of our session. So over time, what ends up happening is we develop a pattern of success. Now, I'll tell you a funny story about a, a high-level guy brought me on board, uh, never truly worked with a high-end business coach before, uh, shows up for the second session, didn't do his homework, didn't fill out his accountability questions, didn't fill out his stats, uh, and uh, said to me, okay, let's get started. And I said, wait a minute, you didn't, you didn't do any of the work. He says, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll, I'll just do it for next time. I said, no, it doesn't work that way. Uh, this, <laughs> this session is canceled. You go back and you do the work, and then we have our session. And he got all upset. He goes, well, you know, I'm not, I, don't, I don't want to be treated this way. I said, well, I'm sorry, then, then I'm not a fit for you because I hold my clients accountable. So he hung up on me. <laughs> Two hours later, I get an email from him that says, I'm really sorry about the way I acted. I'm not used to being held accountable by anyone, and I really appreciate you doing that. Mm. And it's the truth. Yep. We don't have people holding us accountable. And, and software is great. You know, if I, if I sent you a little tracker, you'd probably not use it. But when you have a coach holding you accountable and literally showing you week after week after week the progress you're making visually using graphs, then you can't deny the fact that accountability works. And if you're working with the right coach, he's guiding you through this, this elevation process in your business. And that's what Client Folio is about. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the platform I've, I've looked at a bit, you know, it's, it's nice and simple to use. As you said, you don't have to go through six hours of YouTube videos to understand all the all the quirks and nuances right um and now it, it also works for both one-on-one and group coaching is that correct it does okay um which again can be very powerful because that would what downsides to group i think that some people find is they don't have the personal accountability because the coach can't can't keep track of what everyone in the group is doing but the platform allows the coach to um to leverage leverage what they're doing well well full disclosure uh, the platform works with groups. You send one homework assignment to, to the group. Uh, in three weeks, we're coming out with a new module called the Advanced Group Coaching Module, and that will give the dashboard to every individual in the group. The current version doesn't support an individual dashboard, dashboard for every group member. Okay. But the Advanced Coaching Module will, and it will be a small upcharge to the very low $29 a month charge, and it will give, uh, if, and if the subscriber purchase, purchases that on a monthly basis, all of their coaches in the organization can use it for group coaching. Well, that is, that's quite a thing. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great platform and very, very purposeful. I find some, usually the, the best platforms are someone who built it because they needed it. Right. And then said, well, I already built it. I might as well sell it too. Well, built it, needed it, and uses it. So yeah. the evolution of the platform comes as much from it from me as it does from my subscribers who are paying every month and using it and saying, well, you know, it would be really great if it did this, or how come it doesn't do that when it's really, you know, something very important and needed? And I said, you know, you're right. And so we add it to the, uh, we add it to the, uh, uh, to the roadmap and, mm -hmm. and it gets done. Yeah. So you have your users and then of course you have your, focus group of one, which is focus exactly. group of one. <laughs> so yeah. when you find you something, I'm sure that gets in the roadmap. So, um, and if you're coaching, other people are coaching. So I'm sure that gets in there as well. 
And then, of course, we're excited to be featuring Coach uh, Client. I don't know why I keep calling Coach Folio. Client Folio. Yeah. Um, at our our business solution showcase coming yeah. up in July, which um, I believe actually came up with uh, when I was learning about Client Folio and saying this is one of those solutions that somebody looks at and says, "I clearly need this, and it's not very expensive. I should just get it." Right. And I thought, how many other platforms are there like it? And why not take eight, ten of them, put them together, and you can see them all in ten, two hours, and uh, I haven't done the math, but I believe if you do all, I think if you buy everything available, it's something like $210 a month. Um, well, that's less than what I w would have paid just for the coaching software if I hadn't created my own. Yeah. 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 The, the standards, everything's $100 or less. Right. Uh, and most are much less. I think two of the offers are free Yeah. Um, with, with upgrades. Most, many of them are under $50 because there's so many things out there. If you, if you can find it, like I'm still looking for networking a networking CRM because they're all sales CRMs. Mm -hmm. I'd love to have a system that keeps track of a network and how people know each other and how I met them and the keywords and whatnot. Still haven't found that, still looking for it. But if I were to find it, I would probably subscribe immediately as soon as I found it. So uh, I have um, a suggestion. Look at a, a, a product called Mimi Ram. M-I-M-I-R-A-N. Uh, uh, Let me just make sure I spelled it right. It's a weird name. And there it is, M-I-M-I-R-A-N. And I have a feeling you're going to like this. Uh, and if you like, I can make an intro to the founder of that company. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, um, I think, I probably shouldn't be speaking out of school on a recorded uh, podcast, but I think that actually might be one of our, it is. They are going to be at the Business Solutions Showcase. So I need to look closer at the offerings I have on my own event. <laughs> That's great. Well, Ruben's amazing. And he's like me. He's very responsive. He's the CEO. He's very responsive, uh, really smart, done some beautiful work with the software. Uh, and I, I love it. I use it a lot. Yeah, well, I definitely need to check that out. So, yeah, see, these things are so great that even the person running it is probably going to buy half the stuff on his own event. I would um, absolutely sure. And of course, a number of the, the partners are there because I do use their software. And, and I'm like, if other people knew about this, they'd buy it too. So uh, definitely there's a link in the show notes for, for that. And so you can register and it's free to attend because it's obviously, I'm not going to charge you to come and buy stuff. So it's... <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, it's a great uh, great thing there. So so if someone was, was starting out in business, um, yeah, maybe they have an idea of what they're doing and they're just finding their way, what is the, the one piece of advice you would give them to, to uh, stay out of the gutter? Sell it first. Make sure that it's saleable. Make sure that it's something that people want. Uh, don't build it first. I've made that mistake. Uh, find customers who want it and was willing to pay for it. Uh, my, my friend Mark S.A. Smith says all the time, find the blood spurting problem and solve it. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and that's really where even client folio came from. I mean, that's where time slips came from many years ago, uh, because back then we were creating a product that simply didn't exist that people needed. Client folio is the same way. And then when Tony, Chad and I got together to build business breakthroughs, we also believed that we had a blood spurting problem that needed to be solved. Hmm. Um, now, so, so you're saying like pre-sell yeah. product before it's built? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, aggressively 
Now, I assume this does not mean telling people it exists, selling it, and then hoping you can build it in time before they notice. Well, I'll go one step further. Build a sales page mm-hmm. and, and put a checkout button on it and see how many people click the checkout button. And, and then when they click the checkout button, it says coming soon. Ah, okay. So you collect their information. You now know that they have an interest and want it. And then from there, uh, you have now done some incredible research uh, because you know exactly that you know that they're willing and was ready to buy it. Now yep. that's, that's pretty good. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. It's very powerful. Yeah, I know um, uh, in in um, Success Road Academy, their, their ultimate course formula teaches something. Uh, Iman, a guy, teaches a, a concept yep. like that of, of sell it first. And then for courses, you can run it live, so you don't need to build it. Right. Um, and then once you've run it live and gotten feedback from the class, because you discover that session six should actually be this totally different thing you didn't even think of that everyone wants to know about. Right. And uh, then you get back to your your thing, then you can, can productize it and, and automate it and everything. So, exactly. so, so, so instead of spending a year building out the perfect course or the perfect program, sell it first, then build the thing that people are waving money in your face to buy. Exactly. That's so simple. It's brilliant. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Well, that, that is some fantastic advice and probably would have saved me a lot of time when I was getting started. So mm. where were you a year and a half ago? Uh, mm. <laughs> clearly I needed to come up with the idea of having a podcast to have people on it much earlier than I did, exactly. uh, but you know, he's slow, but he gets it. Um, so if people want to connect with you about um, whether it's uh, a client folio course, there's a link in the chat to get that. But if you want to connect with you about coaching or anything else, uh, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Just go to MitchRusso.com. And, uh, Mitch? That's yep. a pretty easy one. Yeah, it's just 10 letters, MitchRusso.com. And um, and you'll see just about everything you possibly could want to see about me there. Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been great to have you. And um, this, this may kick off the new, as I mentioned to you before we went on the air, I'm kind of in transition phase of this show, figuring out like what I'm doing with it. But I think more conversations like this is what I want. So this may be the the prototype of the coming, uh, the, the upcoming season for the show. So thanks for helping me prototype it. My pleasure, Michael. I can't wait to, to the summit and I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Okay. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people, in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. That's jv-connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2019.
2023. We'll see you there.